Video games podcast. As always, I'm dead. Joe today we have Caveman. Aloha. And Alex. Hi, everybody. So if things sound different than usual, that's because A, we're doing this through uh the only through only one recording option because Caveman's computer uh, fucked itself. And so now he's on one Yay. that has known recording issues. And I'm just not recording because I don't want to feel left out. <laughs> and also because I have moved after months and months of teasing this I have finally moved to a place that has not bullshit internet yay I uploaded so a- now if we have connectivity issues it'll be someone else's fault yay, yay. I uploaded a f- I uploaded a 4 gigabyte 35 minute 1080p 60 fps move video on, on YouTube and it took 45 minutes <sighs> no Back home, it took 24 hours. I remember those <laughs> days. Now I can actually... Oh, you, you'll be able to download games at reasonable paces. I know. I think, that was the, I think that was the speed I had when I was back on dial-up. I started downloading Titanfall 2, had a nap, woke up, and I could play it. It was incredible. Sacre bleu. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm in some, I'm somewhere else now, which means that I need to work on the acoustics of this fucking room. Because apparently there is something of an echo in here. Hopefully it doesn't come across too much in the recording, but. I think it sounds better. Awesome. Yes, we're here. It, sound, it doesn't sound any different to me, really. We're talking about video games and shit, y'all. This is, this, yeah, those is, things that this, you is this is the acoustics of Dead's uh, new place podcast. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna now stand at 19 different points in this room and sing a four octave scale, and then we'll critique it compared to a previous recording that we will be posting this day of him doing the same thing at his old place. Yes, it'll be very exciting. So anyway, I'm sure somebody would like to hear it. <laughs> yeah, somebody somewhere. Anywho. Caveman. Oh, I'm going first. Yes. Yes, you're going first. I haven't played anything new. I really haven't. But what I have played is old games with new rules. So I've been watching YouTube series and like what I've really gotten into recently is challenge modes for games. Because I don't like playing games on hard, ridiculously hard or survival. Because that annoys me. Yeah. To play a game when I can't get out of the starting area without having to know 17 different ways to dodge a bullet. Yeah. The, yeah. The, some some people, they take... They take nightmare modes a bit too seriously. The only reason I played Mass Effect on Insanity was because that was the only achievement I didn't have in the game. <laughs> and that is true for all of the three original Mass Effects. The only reason I played those on Insanity was because those were the only achievements I didn't fucking have. 
I just and I bother. hated every second of it. <laughs> Ins- insanity was not fun. No, it's not. Ins- but- insanity pretty much limits you to having to like use one strategy. Speaking of speaking of Mass Effect, the first game on my list was Mass Effect, and I did all three Mass Effect games without ever firing a single shot. <laughs> I guess you weren't playing on Insanity then. Oh no, I played on normal. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, that's why. Yeah. Insanity. But that, would not, I, I, that would not work on Insanity because everything I, has shields companions at the beginning of every area so i was solo running mass effect three a mass effect one through three without any guns is that even (laughs) possible i thought like they automatically follow you after a while you can tell them to hold and every time they started following me i tell them to hold again (laughs) so they'd be just outside of the fight area every time just like training like dogs like no stay 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 Good, Garrus. Here's your treat. <laughs> Here's some calibrations. Also did my first Renegade playthrough just because it's honestly a little easier. <laughs> it's a little easier to do Renegade with no guns because it's easier to not give a shit about hitting civilians in certain situations. So I did a Renegade playthrough of all three games and it was gloriously fun. Um, how how renegade hardcore renegade or just little hardcore renegade? renegade like sleep with ashley renegade like kill people like did you did you kill rex yes you monster how many people did kill- how many people did you kick out of windows only one because i think there's only one that you can kick out of a window yeah, but it. i threw a few people through windows using biotics <laughs> that sort of counts um so I, I killed Rex. I stabbed Morden in the back at the uh, distributor for the antigenophage, which oh, is man. sad because because killing Rex is really the only the only benefit of killing Rex is you don't have to kill Morden. I uh, punched the uh, journalist multiple times. I killed Fade in the first game. I betrayed Helena Blake. I I basically made the latter games no fun <laughs> because I killed all of the interesting side characters. <laughs> um, but no, uh, it was it, it was a very interesting experience, and the most interesting part to me was just how fucking hard it is in the first game to do a powers only run. The other games, they made the powers a lot better, a lot more fluid, and a lot easier to use. The first game, unless you're a biotic, you're not really going to be that useful in a firefight. Yeah, that first game has problems. So, yeah, it really does. But on the other hand, specialization. um, I was, I believe, adept. I believe that's the one that has biotic biotic and tech abilities. Um, And and what did you pick for that? The uh... Oh fuck! And so I don't remember. Is it, is it the one where you can damage things and barriers? Um, I don't. I maybe I don't remember. I do remember my team though. I took uh, Rex and uh, Liara with me until I killed Rex, and then it was Liara and Tali because seriously, all the powers I can throw down field that what that didn't involve Cade and Alinko. You didn't have to kill him, you know. You you could have just been mean to him 
No, I told him to shut up. I shot him. Okay, one shot fired. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's the only way to kill Rex in that cutscene. One shot fired. You fucking hypocrite. (laughs) I didn't have a choice. It was a cutscene. Don't kill him. Well, yeah, you could nope. you could just you could you could have just been like Rex, get in line, and they'll be like, okay. Had to die. He had to die because I was anti-alien in that playthrough, which really hurt me because I did not want to do that. I love all of the aliens in Mass Effect. Yeah, it's, okay. it's, possi- it's possible to be renegade without being like a mustache twirling bad guy. Yeah, well, that's exactly what I wanted to do, though. I wanted like everybody to be praising Shepard as the hero of the galaxy, while he's got this chick tied up on the train tracks, twirling his mustache. Well, you could do it and not be racist. Nope. As evil as I could get, and racist is pretty much as evil as I can like think of being right now. But look so. at the Joker. The Joker isn't racist, and he's evil as hell. Yeah, but... So the next game on my list um, was Skyrim. And Skyrim, I basically said I'm only allowed to play with magic. Which, if you've played Skyrim, you know is fucking bullshit. <laughs> all, of the, like, all of the destruction spells are fucking lame as hell. <laughs> but I went, like, I went for a Conjuration Illusionist... And I named myself Ash Ketchum. Okay. And I had nicknames for all my summons. So I'd go invisible and then I'd summon it. And like it like in my head the Pokemon battle theme started playing. Uh, it was fun. <laughs> it, it was actually shockingly easy once I uh, got the Sanguine Rose and then learned the Dramora Lord, the Contra Dramora Lord spell myself. Uh, I love, I love that spell. I love that yeah, well, fighting. combo those two, and literally there is no difficult fight. Like the only thing that I might do that I would do sometimes is I change it up by summoning a um, Storm Elemental because I needed a ranged attack. And the Dramora Lords don't necessarily always have a ranged attack. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, it was a lot of fun, especially the early levels when I had no fucking clue what I was doing. Because <laughs> I, I restarted this character like three times because I was like, no, this isn't working. Start over. And I wound up very happy with it. What'd you play as? Um, what did I play as? I played as a wood elf. Okay. Yeah. The one time I played through Skyrim, I was a dark elf. So I could set myself mm. on fire. Yeah, I did a uh, dark elf vampire playthrough. <laughs> um, because it was like, there you go, no fire weakness. I'll just get some armor to counteract the weaknesses from sunlight, and now I don't have any weaknesses and nothing but benefits. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't like playing as a vampire though, just because of the penalties from being in sunlight. Uh, you just have you just have to do the dawn guard quest, and then you can shoot arrows at the sun to make it go dark. <laughs> but I'm the hero. Well, that's, I mean, that, you don't just you don't I'm destroy the this hero. You just, yeah, you're you the hero. You're saving it. everybody from the dangers of too much sunlight. Yeah, Melanoma yeah, I mean, is just, a real threat. 
you're not destroying the sun. You're just you know shutting it off for a little while, so you can run around and. It's like hey, it's like your... hey, here on the land, we need some sunlight for our plants or whatever. It's like all right, sure. You turn you turn off the fucking darkness for like a couple hours so that people's crops don't die, and then you fucking turn the shit back on. So everybody's like, ah, oh, thank you. Now every day is in the shade. You can but, also shoot um, an arrow that makes the sun rain fireballs down upon everything. Yeah, that's a cool one. <laughs> that's a cool one. The hero no, lander, um, ladies and gentlemen. The final game that I did this with was... Um, I guess there's one more game that I can talk about that I didn't change the rules of. But the final game that I did this uh, with was Fallout 4. And I played Fallout... The rule I had for Fallout 4 is... This is now Fallout 3. Nated... <laughs> all crafting i was not allowed to craft at all i couldn't improve weapons i couldn't improve armor i couldn't no i did i did i did that just because i couldn't be bothered when i played fallout 4 and it wasn't really that big a deal (laughs) well you you see the difference between you and me is by level 20 you maybe had a few decent guns for me, by level 20, I was able to walk into any encounter, get up, go make a sandwich, come back, eat said sandwich, and then only be at half health, turn around, go into vats, and kill every single enemy on the screen before they've even finished their first volley of fire. <laughs> That's the difference that I experienced. I, I just use power armor liberally. Oh, I never use power armor. I like to see my face. Uh, I use first-person point of view most of the time, anyway. But what I did end up doing was I played the. I ended up playing most of the game as the Silver Shroud. I get the feeling neither of you know what that side quest is. No, nope. I know. I know what the, I know what that is. It's where you dress up as like a combination yeah. between the Shadow and Batman. Yeah, you dress up as a comic book character, and you can then do all of your dialogue as said comic book character, which is great. So I played the entire game like, the shroud will stop you, as I ran into battle with can, my can, submachine gun mowing things can you, can you keep doing that, or is that only for the side quest? Actually, other quests where there is shroud dialogue, especially in the DLC. Uh, the mechanist oh. is actually the villain from one of the shroud stories, so you can go and talk to the mechanist as the Silver Shroud. During Nuka World, you can talk to a bunch of the robots as the Silver Shroud, and they will acknowledge you're a celebrity. It's I a never, lot I never, I never played past uh, the mechanist one. I didn't get the other DLCs. I kind of lost interest by then. In my opinion, the only two that are actually worth the money are the mechanist and um, Nuka World. They both. Uh, add a lot in my opinion and all of the other DLCs you're getting them for settlement items which really isn't worth it what about the one where you go to that uh, oh yeah uh, Far Harbor Far Harbor's also worth it because Far Harbor has some really great story elements has a really really interesting uh, bunch of side quests and has a whole lot more food which is another rule that I had in this playthrough, I played it on the survival mode that makes you eat regularly. I couldn't just, like, mass-produce one meal and eat it. I actually had to, like, find new dishes to eat in the wasteland. Yeah, that's not fun. Two, find 200-year-old irradiated food. 
it was actually a, I actually had a lot of fun with it because it was very difficult. I'm still not finished it either. That, that that's what I'm currently playing. <laughs> well, not right now. I'm not playing anything during the recording because I am semi-professional. Some of these motherfuckers. Oh, I know. I remember. Yeah, um, and now that we have Discord, about- now that we have Discord, most people hook it up to their fucking game account so I can see when they're playing it. I don't know no. how to do that, so you'll never be able to see when I'm playing. I can do Any hoozles. No, thank you. <laughs> Any hoozles. The final thing, uh, the final thing that I want to talk about is actually a trio of games. It is the Jackbox Party Packs. Oh, okay. These things are fun. Yeah. I love the Jackbox Party Packs. Um, just last weekend, we played Trivia Murder Party, which... Uh, Basic premise is serial killer has captured you and is willing to give you money if you manage to pass his trivia quiz and escape the house alive. Oh, and only one of you can escape the house alive. Okay, and I guess broader context, the Jackbox Party Packs are a collection of games that were developed by the guys who made You Don't Know Jack, which is a series of long, which is a long-running series of irreverent trivia games. And... All the Jackbox games, they're essentially just like a little portal that you then go into another game, and they set up a room for you that you that you play with your cell phone. Yeah, uh, it's actually really great for streaming or for playing with a friend who is a great distance away. Yeah. Um, especially if, like, they have a way of, like, streaming the actual screen to you, because um, I actually wound up playing with a friend in California, and he ran it through his computer so he could share his screen with me. So we wound up playing a few games. Uh, uh, like one one thing that's really interesting is they actually managed to squeeze a single player game into these party pack games. I assume you guys have heard of a game called Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. Oh hell yeah! Well, there's a game called Bomb Core that is similar in concept to Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. But the more people player? you have, the more. Well, it can it can have a single player, but like two players three players up to eight players can like you get instructions on the screen and then you have to interpret these instructions and they are confusing as hell (laughs) pretty sure it has a single player option i don't have the game right here with me to look at so i can't tell you exactly but games of these party packs are fun I'm pretty sure that if you're the kind of person who would pick this up, you will find at least two or three of the games in these party packs enjoyable. Now, the group I play with, there's pretty much a game in every single pack that we're like, no, skip it. (laughs) It takes too long or because none of us are artists and it requires a lot of drawing or this, that, or the other. Uh Uh, But our favorite games right now are Trivia Murder Party fibbage and uh earwax now fibbage you get a question and then you have to make up a lie and then everybody sees all the lies and the one truth and you have to suss out which one is the truth just by looking at the screen which can lead to some very interesting truths i say (laughs) with air quotes (laughs) though it's always sad whenever it's the boring truth like there was a study where uh, blank uh, can uh, cause an orgasm, or no, it wasn't. Where orgasming can cause you to blank, and like we're like, ah, it can't be sneezing. That's the boring answer. It was sneezing. 
Like nobody picked sneezing because sneezing was the boring. It was it was sneezing. Sucked. But the final one is my personal favorite of the games, just because of how stupid it is, and that is earwax sound effect you get a prompt and then you get a list of sound effects and you have to pick two sound effects you think fit said prompt but you don't know what the sound effect actually sounds like you just have a brief description of it <laughs> like female and i literally every time i saw that i was like oh it's obviously a breathy woman going yes like she's having sex so i'm gonna pick that for naughty reasons and then pick this sound effect because it sounds like they're having sex Perfect. Sounds nothing like what I thought it was, but it's a lot funnier that way. <laughs> but um, the, only, the only issue that I have with the Jackbox games is I've got big, stupid fingers. I'm constantly misspelling, and anytime I try and correct, it thinks that I said enter <laughs> instead of delete. So at one point it was, according to Kim Jong-un's biography, he learned to do blank at the age of three. And I was trying to put pilot a jet because I knew he had learned how to drive. A, he claimed to have learned how to drive a car at the age of three. Uh-huh. Right. Supposedly. Pilot. Sure. Yeah, that's... And I miss and it. It comes out misspelled P I L I T. So I go to backspace and instead it says go. And it's like pilot. Well, no one's going to pick that because it's misspelled. <laughs> but yeah, no Jackbox. If you've got. If you've got a group of friends, even if it's online, I'm pretty sure like there is an online version for their games. So give it a whack. It's a lot of fun. I recommend taking an old game and making up some rules for yourself so that you can't just play it play it the way you normally did. Um, video games. Don't follow their rules. Follow your own. And a fun thing, uh, Jackbox actually just announced all the games that'll be coming out for Jackbox Party Pack Four. Ooh! So we'll get into that later in the show. Yes, please. Anywho, Alex, what are you even playing? Well, funny, funny you mentioned that because I'm still working on my Fallout New Vegas Legion character run. That, <laughs> as I, as I explained in our last uh, recording. I'd never played Legion before because, well, the game isn't really designed for, you know, they kind of half-assed the Legion. Yeah, they really did. I'm going to say, I assume assume you've played New Vegas, you know what I'm talking about. It is one of my favorite games. Yes, I've played it. Yes. So, so I'm playing an evil Legion character. When I played Honest Hearts, I killed everyone. As you do. Including Joshua Graham, who I killed by lining his entire room with mines and then shooting him, making him get up and set them off. And that almost killed him, but not quite. <laughs> wow. Okay, because that's he's jo- impressive. Because he's, he's Joshua Graham. I've never tried to kill Joshua Graham. Yeah, the it's Fallout hard. games, people, like, people griped, oh, there's only one, you can only be a good guy in Fallout four and like they kind of designed all the games so that you'd end up being the good guy even if you decide to blow up megaton you end up you can end up being the hero of the wastes unintentionally well karma is pretty much pointless in new vegas because it's all about factions so you know i i have good karma even though i'm working for the evil racist slaver just because like i didn't feel like murdering any innocence or stealing anything 
That's how karma works, right? Apparently, pretty, yeah, pretty much. Well, yeah, it's like either you, you get you get uh, you lose karma if you kill good characters, or if you get if you steal stuff. And I had no reason to steal anything. This is a really dumb idea, but I'd kind of like a game that actually has like a variable karma system. What do you mean? Like, like you start the game and it gives you like a choice, uh, like like not a not a karma choice, just a character choice, and then and then like that choice determines what is good or bad karma for you. I would like that. That would actually be very interesting. Like in, in like in something like fucking Infamous, uh, it, like you like you are either. Like you, like you. You decide sick. your character's morality at the beginning, and he's like, go "Hey, I'm a good guy. There. I'm a go go. I'm a go do good things. I'm a not kill anybody. I'm a go do this. I'm a tip street performers and stuff." And and so, what if it was a game where you start out and the choice is like, and you just like walking down, you're just walking down like a street, and there are like fucking five or six things you can do, and when you do them, that determines what is good or bad morality for you, and then going forward, it is like, "Hey, yeah, you did this good thing. Hey, you went, to, you did this thing that went against your fucking moral code." So it get to a point where you are getting like good karma for like torching hospitals, but like you don't run over a puppy with your car, and it's like, oh, that goes against your moral code. <laughs> Must destroy all puppies. Yeah, it's really stupid, but I don't know. It could be funny. I think that's a brilliant idea. Probably be a bitch to program. Oh no! You set you set your character's morality slider at the beginning, and then you get different amounts of karma based on how like far away from your slider in one direction you move. It wouldn't be like a you said Come it, on, dude. That would be the easy way to program it, though. That's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. You set it from the beginning, like okay, I want to be moderately evil. So down halfway through the thing, and. Every time you fucking kick a puppy, it gives you a little bit of good karma because <laughs> you're like you put it you put it too far evil. You're, you're that's not evil enough. You need to piss on the cut puppy after you kick it, and that'll be evil enough. That doesn't seem moderately evil. That seems excessive. Very evil. evil. Yeah, what, yeah. Like moderate, like, like moderately evil is you act like moderately evil is you're walking down the street and like a, there's like a puppy in your way. You just like knock it over. You don't actually kick it. You're just like, oh, I didn't like you. Don't, you don't go out of your way to move it to move yourself to yeah. avoid it. Okay, like I was just giving an example. That kind of evil is like if anyone even so much as makes eye contact with you, you have to shoot them. Hey, come on, dude. This is gonna serve as a design doc when we eventually send this out to the fucking game jams. Yeah. So it's like you go to buy something at the store. The instant you step to the to the counter, you grab the cashier and throw them over and take all the money out of the register. You're not allowed to buy anything. You must steal. You have karma set to must commit atrocities and hurt people everywhere you go. However, if you do buy something, you'll lose karma. But then if you come back later and rob that store. The, my, my biggest problem with karma is it doesn't actually matter at all. In uh, it, any... It's slightly, it slightly matters. Game, as, it slightly really? matters as like a gameplay mechanic. Like, like, like I said, in Infamous, the more karma you get in either direction, the more it changes you. Like, the more it changes your design, and also changes the powers you have access to. Yeah, which ultimately doesn't really matter. It's a slight cosmetic difference. I want a game where if you have negative fucking karma, shit just starts happening to you because that's what karma is supposed to be. Yeah, it's supposed Buddha, to be cosmic payback for the well, bullshit you've done in life. Just that's Buddha, what I want. Just Buddha game. begins raining well, down death from above. 
Well, Fallout 3 had the guys that came after you if you were too evil, but then they had guys that came after you if you were too good, If you were too, too good. Yeah. So... And, uh, and they never stopped. So if you were at one karmic extreme and then swung to the other, both of the groups would keep popping up to kill you. Uh, and they ultimately made karma pointless by releasing DLC that would let you take a thing, a perk, to swap your karma. Yeah. In The Witcher, if you kill a city guard, then they send a bounty hunter after you. Now, I want, like, you're walking down the street and you accidentally trigger an old fucking bear trap. <laughs> <laughs> it's like super evil karma. Ah, fucking bear trap. So you're just or you're like walking, walking down the street and you stub your toe on a gold bar. Super nice karma. Yeah, you're just walking down the street. You're just walking down fucking downtown Boston and all of a sudden bear traps. Or just your, sure. your, weapon, your weapon misfires just because. God's smote you. Hmm. The weather's always foul wherever you are. Or, no. I don't think if so. You, if you're like really evil, it's always cloudy around you. I don't know. I don't think I've played them in a while. Played what? Yeah, cut out. I, said, I don't think I've I, I said I don't think I I don't don't remember playing Fable in a very long time. I don't even know if I got that far. That was a while ago. Maybe I'm wrong. I know that weather thing wouldn't work particularly well in one of the infamous games because it's set in Seattle, where it is always raining. Ah, uh, yes. Fair enough. But it could be like lightning and thunder, and the lightning always happens to strike very, very close to you. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway. <sighs> so, although speaking of karma, the one thing you, one of the things you actually need karma for in New Vegas is to recruit one of the companions who won't work with you if you have bad karma. But she also won't work with you if you were, if you have bad faction with the NCR, which you do if you work for the Legion. So, I lose anyway. <laughs> you you have the re- Lonesome Road DLC. I do. I'm playing it right now. Oh wait, you probably already talked to the Vexilaris, didn't you? Uh, the one in one. Uh, the one in uh, in the actual strip. Yeah. Ah, see, you screwed yourself. He resets your karma to neutral for both factions, NCR and the Legion. <laughs> I know, but the NCR is going to end up hating me anyway, so I just didn't bother with any of the NCR positive well, companions, well, which is like half of them. I always do the Lonesome Road before... I, I do all the DLC before any of the quests, because then I can blow up the the uh, NCR and the Legion, so I can get all of their rare items, and then I go talk to the guy and get my karma reset. Now, I, I want to go with... I want to get the Legion Duster, so I'm making sure my Legion karma is, like, really high. And I guess I'm just not going to blow up the Legion and not get the armor, so that's okay. The NCR one is better anyway, I thought. Okay, then. So, although thanks thanks to Lonesome Road, my, my original build was uh, unarmed and gun. But then when I got the rocket launcher, I decided to restat myself so that it's explosives and unarmed. Which means that I can start at range, but once they get within melee range, I pretty much can't shoot at them anymore because then I'll blow myself up. Cannot use a fat ban at close range. 
or can you? Mm, no, you can't. No, you, you no, can't. you can't. So, one of my absolute favorite things in Fallout uh, New Vegas is to go in with the fat man and just start blowing up towns. <laughs> this is what you get for getting in my fucking way. Get out of the goddamn doorway. Yeah, wow, you're evil. Of like that is something that needs to just be input into all Bethesda games in the future. <laughs> the get out of the way button. <laughs> Cause they the fuck no fuck, seriously. The models are fucking solid. And this is something that actively infuriates me in fucking Fallout 4. I can't have certain items in my house because all of the NPCs fucking sprint. For those items whenever they're not working which means my house is full of npcs half the time and that means they're blocking all of my doorways all of my stairways so i can't get in my fucking kitchen and make myself some fucking dinner i can't go to fucking bed hate npcs what you need to do what you need to do in survival mode it's not like just ignoring the settlements like i did but I, I, need, I, I need the settlement because it gives me food. <laughs> I know. I, I think I made like one settlement. And f- when I played Fallout 4, I like I built up the gas station a little bit just so I could keep all my companions there to keep track of them. And that was about it. <laughs> I was I was like, here's the gas, the gas station where I store my junk and my power armor and have all my friends just hang around there waiting for me to call them. And then I just went on with the I hope game. they don't get hungry. I hope they don't get hungry. No. I, yeah, I left no food for them, but they miraculously didn't, you know, starve. I should probably play Fallout 4 again sometime. <laughs> Try the mind? settlement system. It's fun. Yeah, maybe I'll give that a try next time. So, yeah, I'm still, I still haven't finished, you know, conquering uh, Vegas for Caesar yet. Maybe next time. Ave Kaiser. Yes. Okay, Matt Thompson playing? No, I'm still. That's the only thing I've been playing. Alrighty then. So, I've been playing some stuff. Um, I downloaded and installed uh, Munch's Odyssey. It is the third game in the Oddworld series. I right thought I recognized Abe. the name. Yeah, it takes place right after Abe's Exodus. So I played about five minutes of it, but that's not really, not really what I want to talk about for this game. I want to talk about just the way the PC version is being released. Hey. Okay. So. This game was originally released on PC, I believe, in 2010 as part of the Oddbox, which was a collection of Abe's Odyssey, Abe's Exodus, Much's Odyssey, and Stranger's Wrath. Uh, the game was originally released on... I think like Xbox original. And then around, I believe, uh, yeah, 2011, it was announced that uh, Just Add Water, who I've been doing pretty much all the Oddworld stuff for the last few years anyway, uh, would be releasing an HD version of it. And they did. They released it on PS3 and Vita. It had um, updated it had updated 720p visuals, um, better character models, better dialogue, better a whole, a whole bunch of better shit. It's like a whole fucking... Updated thing. Last year in February, uh, it was announced that a PC version was being 
was being redone. It was a uh, it was a whole port, uh, tiny uh, dud like the like better resolution, sixty FPS support, all that shit. But the way they're releasing it is fucking insane. So what they're doing is they're releasing the update by piecemeal through Steam's beta options. What? So essentially, so yeah, so essentially, every couple of months they will release a new patch for the game, a new thing that updates part of the code for it that makes it slightly closer to being the finished HD PC re-release. What? It is insane. Just seeing all of this shit and like fucking going to the goddamn like design doc or, or like not the design doc, the patch notes or fucking whatever for this goddamn game. It is so fucking weird that this is how they're releasing it. Yeah, I'll agree with that. And I have no idea why they're actually doing it this way. Like, I don't, I do not understand it. This is just so fucking stupid. Just, just work, just finish the game and then release it, you know, like developers do. You know what it might have been? What's that? PC Master Racers whining before they uh, actually finished, so they were like, Look, we'll just do it this way, so they shut up. But they're still going to complain. Yeah, but then they can't complain that the game's not coming out on PC. The game was already out on PC. Then I have no idea. Yeah, the game was released on PC in 2010, and then six years later, they announced they were doing a reworking of the port, which would make it you know, a slightly better version of the game. And then it just stopped. It just didn't. They just haven't. I don't understand this. It is so fucking weird. Is it just a patch if you already own the original version? Uh, so what you have to do is when you install it, you have to then go into the options for the betas and and like opt into. You think yeah, they have to opt into the beta version of the thing, which will then start redownloading and reinstalling the new updated version of the code. Oh, it's so weird. And what's even weirder is like like they they haven't even added in like the most base stuff like controller support or anything because the controller support is super fucked and I have no idea how to change any any aspect of it because you can only navigate the menus with the fucking right analog stick. Then when you get into game, the camera is controlled by the D pad. What? Yeah. And like it's it's also just really fucked just looking at it like the like uh, the, the the area you start out in is this kind of weird bullish area where like the ground like curves up into walls that lead into like higher platforms and stuff. And so what you can do is you is like if you try to run up the wall, you will then start sliding down the wall. But how it works is you can actually get you can actually set yourself so that you are basically parallel with the ground standing on the wall before you slide. Okay, that's weird. This is the weirdest fucking thing. This is a insanely weird way to release this game, to update this game, and I have no fucking idea why they're doing it. <sighs> you just can't, you just can't understand the deepness of their plans. I really can't. Like I, I understand that they're kind of like focusing all their efforts right now on Soulstorm, but. Like, come on, there's, you can do better. You can do better than this. 
Anyway. You're better than this. Uh, so, moving on. Um, I started an Iron Man run in XCOM Enemy Within. Well, that's always fun. Yeah. Yeah, I... Uh, well, how far are you? A uh, couple hours, I think. Yeah, like, I just... Um, yeah, I, I just uh, went through the tutorial, like, the first starting mission again. Uh, I have fully researched Meld, so I know what that is. Um, I am, I think, building satellite uplink. I think I'm building, uh, like, power generators and satellite uplink, uplinks right now. Um, I just got the arc thrower. And yeah, so far I've had nobody die. All of the satellites. Yeah. Hey, I, I always, I try to do Iron Man runs and they, they get frustrated as hell. Yeah. Just because either a game bug fucks me or I lose a character that I was really, really happy with. Yeah. So I guess, for those who don't know, um, Iron Man runs in XCOM are no safes coming. You have one save file and that is your path. If you fail, then you fail. If somebody dies, they are gone forever. If you lose an entire squad of high-ranked people, you have to train a bunch of rookies up. Assuming that you didn't go down the Fuck opposite training Chrysalids. route. Chrysalids. <laughs> Fuck Chrysalids. Because Chrysalids will kill one of your guys, and then that guy will come back, and he'll kill another of your guys, and then you'll find out there are six more Chrysalids around the fucking corner, <laughs> so you should have just stayed camped in one area, except you couldn't because you would have failed the fucking terror mission because there's fucking 16 plebs that need your help. <laughs> Fuck Chrysalids. <sighs> XCOM's fun. It is just incredibly frustrating. <sighs> Uh, so moving on from that, uh, played some more Dead Cells. I'm actually playing a lot of that. Um, I guess for the sake of full disclosure, uh, I was sent this game by the developer. Uh, I had asked them for the game for like coverage purposes. So yeah, uh, yeah, they're they're doing a lot in that game to actually rework things and actually release an updated experience every time they release a new update. Which is why, which is which is why I've like actually felt very justified in holding off actually covering it in any significant way outside of the podcast because, yeah, with a game with a game in early access, it's just, it can change so much from update to update. Like any complaints I had, like there were complaints I had about it before that I don't have anymore because they've addressed them. Like with uh, enemy variation, uh, in the first few areas of the game, at least. Um, Outside of the archers, almost all the enemies were the same model, just palette swaps. Like they all ran, like they all like played differently, moved differently, and you had different strategies against them. But they all still looked like the same base model. Now they've updated enough that all the character models actually feel relatively unique. Like before, they had this. Uh, they they had this uh, one guy. He was um he was like this red. He was a red version of a. So they're they're these green dudes. They're they're like your, kind of your base enemy. They will launch themselves at you, slap at you, stuff like that. And then there is a red version of them that throws bombs. It's the same model and everything, or at least it looked like the same model and everything, but it was just red. Now this thing is about twice the size, and it has these huge bulbous sores on its back that it rips off to chuck at you. Ew. Yeah. But is it three times faster? Nope. It is the same stats and everything. It, it, it just looks visually very different. 
Gross. Which I He's gonna get that. Which I appreciate that that is a it's it's not much, but it's fucking something. It adds a bit more variety to things. I also started getting like further and further into the game because I've gotten better at it now. I've I've managed to actually find a strategy that works very well for me, which is get the assassin dagger and then never stop rolling. Because with the assassin dagger, it auto crits if you backstab an enemy. So I just fucking find a dude as soon as he attacks, roll behind him, stab in the back for like five hundred damage for the fuck for like the fucking level one of the dagger. Just he instantly explodes, and I just steal all this shit and run away. And it works surprisingly well. I've actually, I've actually managed to streamline my process a bit to the point where I am able to just kind of like beeline towards whatever weapons I want. And cool. yeah, I'm really enjoying this game. This is a really fucking good game, and I can't wait to see how things progress from here. It'll be, it'll be interesting following. Like, I've never actually followed a game in development like this. Like mostly, like with the games before, the only other like early access game I ever got was Broforce. And outside of one very significant change, that game was largely the exact same beginning to end of development. So yeah, this is cool. Uh, so final thing, I've been playing uh, Assassin's Creed Freedom's Cry. This is a piece of standalone DLC that was released for Black Flag. Uh, it was released as part of PlayStation Plus Instant Game Collection uh, last month. So I downloaded it, installed it, started playing it. And about two hours in, I uninstalled it. Yeah, really mediocre. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, it really is. It, it doesn't have any meat to it at all. Or a lot of personality to it. Like, one of the things I loved about uh, Black Flag was just how much of a personality, how much of a person Edward Kenway felt. Like he had, an, he had an incredible amount of personality that was different from other people's in the series so far. Like he wasn't just another Ezio. I would like to point out that I did play it and beat it one hundred percent, as in one hundred percent synchronization and all items collected. And yeah, mediocre. <laughs> Black Flag or Freedom's Cry. Black Flag is on my top 10 games list. Okay. It just is not on my top 10 games list for DLC. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, in this game, uh, you play as Adewale, uh, the quartermaster of the Jackdaw, the ship from Black Flag. He was a relatively important character. And yeah, in this one, you end up, uh, at least at the start, in Port-au-Prince, uh, helping to free slaves and take out a bunch of racists. And it just all that, feels like, kind of boring. Back then. It just all feels kind of boring. And I might be, they didn't like they didn't even try. They really did. They really didn't. Like there was this is so much just a copy paste of fucking Black Flag. Like environment wise, <laughs> uh, like animation wise, they do change. It's things. not the same thing. We've got different weapons. You can't use the intelligent weapon of a pistol. You've got to use the short range blunderbuss. We also have a machete. Oh, and uh, no trank darts, no, uh, I think you get rope daggers. No, no, you, you, get, you get all the darts, too. Darts ever? Yeah. Uh, they, were yeah. My, they were like my favorite weapon. Yeah, you get, a, you, get a, you get a sleep darts and berserk darts. 
and yeah, there is a silent killing option that you don't get that I was really unhappy that you didn't have. Yeah, and uh, the other. Oh, other... and the crafting was stupid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fucking crafting. Uh, so the other kind of big thing they added for this was plantations, which isn't really any different from strongholds. Or uh, slaves. Uh, what? What was the thing when you uh, the warehouse quests? The warehouse side quest. It's basically that's basically what it is. It's the warehouse side quest. Yeah, you go into a restricted area that has a bunch of guards, disable bells, kill X number of people, and then you win. It's kind of boring. The only reason I haven't uninstalled it is because I wanted the bonus items in my Black Flag playthroughs. And yeah, I just... I I understand the appeal of giving Ottawale his own spinoff thing. They just could have done more. Because as it is, this is just... This is just Black they Flag, should have done worse. more. There was so much potential for him. Instead, they made a fucking... Uh, what was the... Uh, Assassin's Creed 3... Uh, his Connor. Name? Yeah, they made a care. They made him as boring as Connor. Oh yeah, the, uh, fuck. Oh, you're right. Like he's boring now. It's like, oh, so you were this assassin, black, uh, freedom fighter, pirate kind of character, and now you're just some boring shitbag. Like they could have done any point in your life. They chose this one? Yeah. They chose when you were trapped on, like, two islands? Really? Yeah, it's... Of course. It's really sad, because I think around this time, they had also just released Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. Which is an amazing piece of fucking DLC. You can tell where all the thought went. Yeah, I think it, I think it like, cost the same amount, too. And yeah, it was just so much better. Like, yeah, it was a reskin of fucking Far Cry 3. But it did so much more. Fucking Laser Panthers. <laughs> and don't forget the Blood Dragons. And the Blood Dragons. Though now that you're talking about Far Cry 3, there is one thing I have to say about Far Cry 4. What is that? Why? Why? Did they not label the autocross as an autocross bow? I spent half the game waiting to get my fucking crossbow, and then I find out that I already had it unlocked. <laughs> Surprise! And it is the best weapon because it doesn't have it. The, the, they don't. There's no bullet drop, so you can headshot a target from halfway across the fucking map, instantly kill them, sweep in. It's completely silent. Ah, oh, goddamn it! Well, that sounds like it's your own damn fault. No, it's their fault for not labeling it as an autocross bow. I thought it was something different. Yeah, because when you think of weapons that are that have a cross in them, so many come to mind. Like a vampire cross. Exactly. That was my first thought. I, it's just like, you know, a, thi- a thing that shoots crosses at vampires. I thought it was Wolfwood's cross, okay? What? Then why wouldn't you? Then why wouldn't you equip it? Because I wanted to go silent, and that thing is the opposite of silent. This character from Trigun carries around a giant cross that is a mini gun, gun, and also and also has like thirty 
handguns inside. Why the hell and would that be in Far Cry 4? Because uh, Robocop's gun is in Far Cry 4. Yeah, that's because it was in Far- that was because that it was in Blood Dragon. Robocop's gun was in uh, Saints Row 4. So, you know. Well, that's Saints Row. So yeah. was Han Solo's blaster and several other sci-fi weapons. Again, that's Saints Row. Not that's far the game cry. where you. That's where. That's a game where I choose not to run around with a giant dildo because it's the weakest of the weapons. Yeah, that's true. Uh, anyway, uh, instead I, I use the anal penetrator. <laughs> I don't think I'm playing. Uh, I reinstalled Shadow of Mordor. I deleted all my save data for that, and I'm starting fresh once again. Are you going to walk into Mordor? Uh, I already did, and then in the first like hour and a half of me playing it, I ran around the entire map and unlocked all the towers. When does that walk into Mordor? When, whenever into a Mordor. game tells me that I'm not allowed to see the map until I unlock the towers, that's what I do. This is the first thing. Yeah, totally. Because it's so frustrating not to be able to see what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah, like fuck. Even playing like the fucking Freedom's Cry. First thing I did was like, all right, where are all the wait? Where are all the fucking sink points? Exactly no for you. Black Flag sink point sink sink points Far Cry sink points, which of course gets you all the weapons for free, which makes the game worlds easier. Yeah, like the only thing that is hard about Far Cry games, as far as weapons wise, is getting the upgrades. Yeah, so that you can actually carry all of the guns you want. And really, you only need one gun if you're smart about playing Far Cry. Hey, if you're smart about playing, if you're smart about playing Far Cry, you don't need any guns. Just get just get enough rocks and woodland animals, and you're fucking good. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited for Far Cry Five. Yeah. <clears throat> An opportunity to kill bigots? Yes, please. Well, great. You just descended the alt right on us. That's fine. Not really, because all the shit's in my name. That's fine. <laughs> I'm sure you could take it. I really can't. You're That's white. They aren't going to do anything to you. Bitch. Anyway. That's what I'm playing then. On to news, I guess. So first up, uh, Capcom has announced that they'll be releasing an updated version of Dead Rising 4 on PS4. Of cool. course. Yeah. Uh, being released on December 5th, it will be called Dead Rising 4, Frank's Big Package. Of course. Of course it will. Yeah. Uh, it will have the game uh, and include the Capcom Heroes Edition, which gives Frank uh, the ability to dress in various costumes of various Capcom characters and do some of their special moves. It's one of the Mega Man. Please tell me one of them is Mega Man. One of them is Mega Man, and you have a Mega Buster. Good. Good. Okay. Yeah, there's also. Well, hasn't the Mega Buster been in like every one of the games? Uh, no. I swear it was at least in the first one. Yeah, uh, they also have uh, Cammy from. Uh, yeah, Cammy from a Street Fighter. Uh, Street Fighter? The, 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 you can't see my face, but it is pulled in an expression of disgust and horror. The detective from Ghost Trick. Ooh, yay! Zangief. And like oh god, 
And like a couple others that aren't listed in this article. Zern gif you a bad guy, but that does not mean you're a bad guy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the bundle will also be including the Stocking Stuffer Holiday Pack uh, and additional single-player content in um, Frank Rising, a Super Ultra Dead, Super Ultra Dead Rising for Mini Golf, and other such stuff. Uh, a trailer for it has been released. That's up now on the PlayStation YouTube channel. You can check that out. So, hey, if you have a PS4 and want to play Dead Rising 4, yeah, go ahead. No, you can. Moving on. Atlas uh, may or may not have just teased a new Catherine game. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, this was a this was um, shown in a new video in a video from Atlas uh, called Golden Employment Special, which is a video which is a thirty minute video aimed at new recruits to the company. Uh, at the end of the video, um, a character from um, the from the game Catherine called Midnight Venus says that she is very excited about a new fantasy RPG, which is Project ReFantasy, but also wonders, quote, "But will there even be anything for me to do? Maybe a lot of you are actually wondering." This time, I'll be the new heroine. Just kidding. huh? The offer for my next job is on the table? This seems to be implying that there will be a new Catherine game, because this is the same character from Catherine, voiced by the same person from Catherine. Or at least another... What um, What was the... Uh, what was the framing device of Catherine called? Uh, Golden Playhouse? Yeah, yeah. Pe- people have thought they're going to have another game that's like something like that. Mm-hmm. Which may not necessarily be Catherine too. Yeah, but it might be Catherine adjacent. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Anywho. Moving on to next week's news. Uh, at PAX the, this past week, it was announced that there will be a brand new No More Heroes game coming to the Nintendo Switch. That'll be interesting. Yes, it will. It is called Travis Strikes Again. And... According to uh, Suda51, the game can be played entirely with one Joy-Con controller. Which is interesting, to say the least. Oh, yeah, I... I fucking love those... I fucking love those No More Heroes games. They were super over fucking top. Hell of a lot of fun. Real stupid. surprised it was Nintendo's thing to do a game like that. Yeah, I know. It's really weird. Yeah, they those were yeah, fuck, Wii exclusives. Those those are basically the only reasons to buy those are like one of the only reasons to buy a fucking Wii outside of fucking Wii Golf. And Smash. Sure. Yeah, so also according to Suda51 for this, um, the game actually will not be a sequel uh, to, well, at least a direct sequel to No More Heroes 2 or whatever, but a apparently a fresh start uh, for, the, for, the tra- for the character of Travis Touchdown. So it's a reboot. Soft reboot. Because the it's game, a reboot. Because the game is about a new guy, Batman, the father of an assassin called Bad Girl, who was killed by Travis. So it's a reboot. 
soft reboot, like I said. Like it's not it's not directly following any of the stories, but it is still implying that things happened before this that are similar at least to or at least somewhat similar to the game that preceded it. Anywho, moving on. Uh, so this one's a bit of a roller coaster. So we talked about this a little bit before the show. But so um over the course of the development of the upcoming Shadow of War, uh, an executive producer at Monolith named Michael Forge, uh passed away because of cancer. It was a big, tragic event for the people at Monolith, and they decided to honor their uh, friend by including him as a character in Shadow of War. Named Fort Hog Orkslayer, uh, the character will the character uh, is essentially like the Phantom Stranger from Fallout. As just this uh, friendly orc, friendly Uluk man who will show up every once in a while and save your ass should you need it. Uh, his weapon of choice is an axe uh, that is built into a guitar. Or I That's guess, metal. Or I guess the fantasy version of a guitar. A lute, a lyre. Yes. S- something like Those that. Those things that bards carry around. Yeah, something like that. And yeah, uh, so, so yeah, he, this was announced, and then it was also shown that uh, the that while he is being sold for five bucks, uh, three dollars and fifty cents of every purchase would be going to uh, the Forky family uh, through December thirty first, twenty nineteen. What was what was what was noticed at the end of the uh, Fork, uh, Fort Hog Orc Slayer trailer? Was that uh they would be only be donating money uh to they would only be donating money to the Forky family from purchases of the DLC made in most of the states and excluding countries outside of the U.S. Uh, this seemed to imply that if you lived in these states or you lived outside of the U.S. Uh, if you bought the DLC, there would be no money going to the Forky family. Douchebags. Yeah, so this led to a whole bunch of fucking uproar in the community naturally. And so Eurogamer contacted Warner Brothers in order to help try to focus, in order to help try to like um, smooth things out with this. And Warner Brothers said, quote, Neither Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment nor Monolith Productions will profit from any sales of the Fort Hog or the Fort Hog Orc Slayer DLC, regardless of the territory in which that DLC is sold. So basically, uh, it does have it does like it it is also this one also is a bit vague in terms of like what it actually says, but the implication is no matter where you buy it, if you buy it outside of the territories where the donation is automatic, WB will be donating that money for you. Roller coaster, am I right? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Just just up, then down, then back up, then just kind of turns upside down for a second. Or they were playing on keeping the money until people got wise, and they're like, "Oh, I guess I'll have to give it to the family after all." It's like, "Oh wait, they read the legal shit." Fuck, no one does Those that. Fiends. We'll have to make a shell corporation to accept all of the money. <laughs> I don't think they're going to do that. It doesn't. That doesn't sound like their intent. Yeah, but you never know. People are pretty shitty. Anyway, moving on to our next piece of news. According to a newly updated Japanese language profile for the character of Mario, Mario isn't a plumber anymore. No. 
Is he still what? from Brooklyn? I... No, 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 no. What? What? What the fuck is he then? If he's not a fucking plumber, he's been Mario the fucking plumber for the past twenty goddamn years. According to the profile, all around sporty, whether it's tennis or baseball, soccer or car racing, he does everything cool. As a matter of fact, he also seems to have worked as a plumber a long time ago. Oh, so he just so quit being a plumber now? because he's he's an he's a fucking princess rescuer. That's what he is now. He's a philanthropist. I believe the term is murder hobo. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't play D and D. Yeah, and apparently, uh, according to Shigeru Miyamoto, uh, Mario used to be a carpenter too. Yeah, no, in the very first games, he's a carpenter. Yeah, in Donkey Kong, so he went from carpenter to plumber to vagabond, wealthy adventurer. I don't know. I don't know. That was just something really stupid. Is he that... still from Brooklyn? That's the important part. I don't think he was ever from Brooklyn. Like he seems well, to be yeah, straight. He, he, he seems to be straight Italian, and the Brooklyn thing came from fucking Lou Albano. Really? Yeah, I think so. Like, there's I never been. There was back by, I thought. Thought that was backed by Nintendo. I don't know. The fucking Mario canon is retarded. So it made me start singing the song. Which one? There are several. Yeah. One from the TV show. Anyway, fuck it. Yeah, that's news. New releases this week. Uh, Knack 2 for PS4 for some fucking reason. I just... I do not know what this... Why this game exists. It is... It is bizarre. Oh, no. First mentioned in Mario's Time Machine. Sorry, I have to go back to this. I just looked this Jesus up. Jesus Christ. Being asked if he, if he was from Italy due to his accent by the Imperial ruler of China, Mario says that he is, in fact, from Brooklyn, New York. Okay, then. So, there you go. Now that we've got that cleared up... Maybe Brooklyn, we, cannons. Yeah, now that you got that cleared up, maybe it's you can tell me why it. people decided to make a Knack 2. Because... Apparently the first one made money. Yeah. Did it, though? I don't know. I genuinely don't. Yeah, and it looks like... like the Or it's like... Maybe, maybe it didn't make enough, and they're like, we have to reuse our resources. It looks I mean, like that's like the, why we got... Final Fantasy 13, 2, and 3. Maybe, but it looks like like the biggest selling point for this game, like the big change they made is that now, you can, now two people can play it at once. Yeah, that's what I've been able to see. And that's literally it. Just, hey, there's two player. What else? Fuck you. Two player and two player and two that's it. player. Well, yeah, this speak- thing averaged like a six. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Out of ten. I do not know, dude. It is shocking to me. Anyway, what's coming out this week? Destiny 2. It's a big fucking deal for people. I never <laughs> played the first one. Neither did I, but apparently a lot of people did. A lot of people did. It was like the game. Yeah. It was like the new Halo for a while. Shocking. Knack shipped a total of 1.75 units. Wait, what? 
it Knack sold a total of 1.75 million units. That that shocks me. That seems low for the for like just that, justifying a sequel. It does, but it's still shocking that it sold that much. Yeah, a little bit. Come like bundled with the move or whatever it was. No, not at all. No. It was a standalone game. Hmm. Anyway, next week, Metroid: Samus Returns for the 3DS. It's a new Metroid. Well, not new Metroid. It is a remake of Metroid 2 Return of Samus. Woo. But it's new Metroid. It's kind of, kind of important, and I don't think a lot of people played it because it was on the Game Boy. Yeah, people are. People have been dying for a new Metroid. Well, you sort of got it. Keep on dying. <laughs> Anyway, it's going to do it for this week. Thank y'all for joining us. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be back two weeks time with another episode of the Astral video games podcast. Hopefully, we'll have longer shit, but well, hopefully, we'll have like more shit to talk about by then. Hopefully. Sorry, Sorry these shows have been getting shorter and shorter. We've actually been playing the video games instead of just quickly reviewing the first 15 minutes of them. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. Also, we're all, also we're all short on cash. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. So two weeks time, new episode. Until then, we got shit coming out. I don't know. I got videos coming out. Like I actually do. I actually had them upload and ready to be posted. Just got to fucking write the shit for him. His video is coming out that he can up- upload and quicker than a whole day. Yes. It's glorious. But until then, I'm dead. I'm Cave. And, and I'm Alex. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Have a wonderful time. <laughs>